0: Hi and welcome to Dennis Anyone with Dennis Hensley. That's me, and I am in the West Hollywood home of our guest today. Uh, you probably know him best from RuPaul's Drag Race, but he is a legend in all sorts of different arenas. Willem Belli, He's
1: a legend. You make yes, you are like a, a legend. Tredu
0: yeah, no, I I, I, don't, I pulled that word out of my ass but, a writing story. Yeah, exactly. Um, but uh, w- I walked into this uh, lovely home and your entryway is all done with pennies, like pennies pennies as wallpaper.
1: Yeah, well, nickels were too expensive.
0: Nickels were too expensive. Yeah, but that it, I was really I'm like, whose idea was that?
1: Um, I did it on a on a like closet wall when I was fifteen or oh, no when I was sixteen in my first apartment. And I was like this is really cool and it's an inexpensive way to decorate and looks like Italian tile from like far away. It's beautiful.
0: It's beautiful. Yeah. How yeah. many pennies do you think that's worth? Like um, how many dollars worth? We
1: stopped counting at $700. Wow. But we think it's it, we know it's under 1100.
0: That's amazing. Yeah. That's a Martha Stewart if People magazine you would show that. Just featuring featuring just featuring welcome to my home. It would be that. <laughs> the, now did in you in do best... it yourself? I did
1: a little bit and then a um a a stripper finished the rest of it. He's also an artist. And, uh, but he was a stripper at the time. Right on. Yeah, which makes it a much better
0: view. I know. So if you're going to have somebody working in your house, like in a sitcom, you want it to be the hot stripper and then he like, yeah. has a little bit part in the <laughs> yeah. show.
1: My assistant right now is a former twerk instructor. So There's such
0: like... a thing as a twerk instructor? Oh, he taught me. It, wow. me. it took me about six months. No, I think it's okay. Good. I on. like to dance. I am not a natural twerker. I wasn't either. I, I have think no it, you rhythm. have to learn how to do it.
1: My best friend, or my um, oh, oh god, foot in my mouth. One of one of my old friends detox says uh, she says I have all the natural rhythm of a dead white lady corpse. Um,
0: <laughs> that could be your the name yeah. of your album or whatever. See there you go. See there you go. Oh,
1: all right. Hi, we're just wow. talking about it. it's a birthday.
0: Okay, cool. It's not
1: even a birthday. Um, all right. S- do you want some water? Hi, I'm Dennis. Okay, I to nice you. to meet you. How's it going? Um, yeah, so, he's your right hand. Yeah, he is. He taught me how to twerk. And <sighs> he taught you how to twerk. Mm-hmm. Wow! It, it was it was we, we had a forty eight hour intensive the first weekend. <laughs> it's it was, like the learning annex, basically. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh, okay, and uh, then ever since I was like, you should just move to LA because this is going to take a lot of studying. <laughs> so he's here now, and he helps me with everything. Where did My you meet life. him
0: originally? Where were you?
1: In Philly. Wow. Um, what we thought of a great title for him last night, but I already forget it. What did we call you? What did we say you were gonna be? Um, my not my twerk coach. Something else. He nodded, you not know listen. What'd you say? Life coach. Swag coach. It was something funny. I don't know. I'll remember. Um, twerking. What's the secret to twerking? I think the secret to twerking is really being okay with your asshole, just being really open and vulnerable. Yeah. Like, your asshole needs to be so vulnerable, like, it's just so open that it can just shake and, like, go whichever way the wind blows, kind of. And once I released, like, all, like, jurisdiction on my rectum, I realized yeah. I can do this.
0: The hole is key. It's not about
1: the cheeks or the muscles. It's about the whole. Because you need to fully relax, and the relaxation starts from inside. Like you need to just do like some internal spiritual poppers of some sort, and just relax, and then the twerk comes naturally.
0: Did you feel like in this culture, in your business, I got to learn how to twerk? It's kind of like it's like it'll it's something to put on your resume that will help. It's an asset. It's one
1: of those things like, you're you're in a foreign country and you're confused, and then all of a sudden you speak
0: the language. It's like oh (laughs) this is i can i can use this to my advantage It's a
1: universal tongue it really
0: (laughs) is (laughs) now on uh it's this is a monday on saturday night you were nice enough to be one of the celebrity judges at the outfest home video gong show which i think have you ever done it in la before for me or did you do it only in fresno that time
1: i've never done it in la i've only done it in fresno you
0: drove all the way to fresno once to be a judge for me i'll never forget that that's a long way to go For a silly gig like that.
1: That day I had my callback for burlesque. And I really, it was my like third callback. I thought I was going to get it. And by the time I got to Fresno, they re-released a breakdown that took the character from drag queen to male model with eyeliner. And so by the time I got there, I was devastated and late. By the time you got to Fresno? Yeah, but I made it. I was like, I think three minutes late.
0: Yeah, you were there. But so you would come, you would auditioned and then drove to Fresno for burlesque.
1: Yeah. God damn it. I, I wanted in that movie so bad.
0: It feels like you were in that movie. It <laughs> should have been. You should have been. It's your spirit. But anyway, the Gong Show was nutty.
1: The gong Show was amazing.
0: They everyone brings random clips. I think the one that I will remember most is one called Butter Dance. So you mm. can Google that because that's what'll come up. And I guess it was a performance art piece. It looked like a crazy she thing. She was
1: serious about it. She yeah. was
0: serious, but it was. It was Rather uh a little overweight, uh Polynesian
1: full figured gal full figured
0: gal dancing on a bunch of butter. Yeah. And then she would occasionally fall.
1: I was hoping she was actually one of those wakiki trans girls because then it would be like trans fat. <laughs> um. <laughs> but that was and the case. I, her
0: shoes were weird. I bet, I thought you... She had shoes on? She, she had weird shoes. They were, like, sort of half heels. They were sort of wedgy. Like, uh, I know a, you wouldn't have approved. A kitten
1: heel. Yeah, I feel like yeah. dancing on Butter, half the phone would be feeling it squished between your toes. Yes, colors. thank like you. The luxury. Okay.
0: Yeah. Are there any other clips that you remember? Um, uh-huh. I like the Ginger Rogers doing Love Will Keep Us Together. She had to be in her 70s, and it was in the 70s. That pantsuit. It was amazing, and she had, like, four backup... Gay dancers oh, who were yeah. really pulling focus. They were the
1: gayest. Like <laughs> gay I'm pretty sure at least one of them was a waiter in the Hello Dolly. Yeah, the, the Wolfie with the mustache, and he was very casty. He just kept popping the head, and he wouldn't. He wouldn't blend with the guys. I was like, this is Ginger's moment, not yours. He Calm really down, Queen.
0: was. Like going. He probably from, choreographed it. Too. He probably did, yeah. but he really was taking, stealing focus. There are a
1: couple videos that I really want to include on that show, the beatdown that I'm that I'm doing.
0: Good. I'm, then you were able to use that for your own thing. Yeah. Now tell us about the beatdown. I've seen a few of those, but it's it's a web series that you do.
1: Yeah. Um, it was a series that was produced by. Um, it was my idea, and I was doing another show with Johnny Makeup called Trans Fashionable. And Courtney was on it. Courtney Act, and then a couple other people. And we did makeovers. Right, so it was a lot of fun. And then the people from that network decided to um, give me my own show, and we I came up with this idea, and it was just basically me uh, talking about YouTubes that I liked, and when sometimes assholes need to be told they're assholes, and it's easier to do it with a little sugar and spice.
0: Right. Yeah. So that was it's your so thing, and it did. It, it, it's not a regular. It's not like every Monday or whatever. It's something. It's, I'm
1: trying to make it a lot more regular. Yeah. Um, editing is really, really hard. Yes. And I'm trying to learn more and hire the right people and do all that stuff. But, um, there's, there's, uh, the, the, the YouTube network that it was on is no longer there. So I'm doing it on my own channel and changing the title because, um, I guess YouTube gave a bunch of money to different people to see what kind of programming worked for them because the internet's the future and magical elves produced, uh, this network called the stylist. And then once, the network went away. It was like Nerdist, I think. Right. Nerdist was created, and Chris Hardwick's amazing. He's like my my career role model.
0: He's kicking ass. Yeah, it's kind of it crazy. To be a gay Chris Hardwick, yeah. basically. Yeah.
1: Um. But yeah, they they folded, and then Magical Elves tried to sell the show, and uh, we actually had a buyer, but they couldn't agree with money terms. So
0: see, there you go. I was
1: like, what Hollywood heartbreak? I love it. I feel Hollywood so Hollywood heartbreak,
0: like, yeah. man. That should be the name of this podcast because everyone I talk to. They all have their stories, and but that's that, yeah, That's kind of part of the deal.
1: It makes it even better, though, when they get successful at something else. Like, Jackie Beat has been, like, kicked and had so many ideas stolen from her and has had to walk out of gigs just to maintain integrity and stuff. And, like, I respect her so much. Yeah. Like, and she's amazing. And, like, Jack Potnick. And, like, yeah. seeing, like knowing who he was before I moved to Hollywood when I was, like, 19. And then, like, he was here. And it's like, what?
0: Yeah, we just saw Jack's movie last night, Space Station seventy six. I was so proud of him. So good. He really realized his vision. It's really unique and original and I've never it seen a movie like it. It looked amazing. Yeah. And I was smiling the whole time. Yeah, it's really cool. Now when did you first move to LA? How old were you? I
1: moved here in two thousand September 14th, 2001.
0: And where did you move from? Where are you from? Uh, Philly and New York. I was kind of bridge and tunnel. (laughs) Were you? I love it. Yeah. That's cool. It's bloody. Did you like LA when you first got here or was it a big, like, culture fuck? I feel like I finally landed where I belong. When you got here, right away.
1: As soon as I met people, they would just talk about themselves and I'm like, I like this. Yeah, you get it. Yeah. I'm like, I can grow into this.
0: Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Now, the first time I remember seeing you... Was probably at a friend of my ours, Jeffrey Epstein. You used to have parties, and I remember you from those parties. I did the door. You did the door, I but you were really drill. always really nice and really funny. And then I remember you doing legendary bingo, calling bingo, and we would call bingo numbers together, because yeah. I would be a guest judge. I still do it. Yeah, amazing at uh, hamburger Mary's.
1: All, yeah, for, all for charity, like over three million in like fifteen years or something. Amazing, so and much. they have a
0: different charity. And, and, yeah, and it's
1: once a week they do it, right? Mm-hmm. Twice. Twice. And now they do different events in, um, they do like straight events in Glendale with um, Devin Green, who's hilarious. Hilarious. Like, That's great. It's, he's really utilizing some of LA's finest talents to to um, do charitable gambling, yeah. basically. It's great, though. Yeah. It's,
0: it, but And it's always a different charity, which is great, because it really spreads the word and the wealth. And,
1: and the prizes can be good. Like, yeah. we had helicopter lessons once. They were from Riken, but... They still were like, oh, awesome. <laughs> Riken. Yeah, some people
0: don't like her, but yeah. I like him. I, he's interesting. I, somebody, a friend of mine was using as That would SFR. be a short
1: podcast.
0: Right. He was like, oh, man, you just got Rikened. Like, I don't know what I that I don't know meant, what means, but it's funny. But you know, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I did see him at a Katy Perry concert once. And all of his people that he was with, like, I knew one of them. And they were nice, and they were nice. And then he was in his own, I don't know. Maybe he was having a Katy Perry moment or something but he was in his own uh my friend zone. my
1: friend david uh his, his boyfriend taped him at the Katy perry concert going crazy during roar and then posted on instagram and as soon as i saw it i was like you had lost your shit on the internet girl you crazy <laughs> that was so he went
0: on roar nut yeah just
1: his head i i really thought at the end of the nine second instagram clip his head was gonna explode <laughs> i'm talking about you david burka <laughs> Oh, it's
0: that guy. Yeah. I know that guy. He's nice. His
1: fucking head was going to explode. Yeah, I love that. Yeah.
0: Then, um, but I remember you at Legendary Bingo being really funny, and I'd been hosting the mismatch game for a few years. And I think you said, hey, if you ever need somebody, I could do Jessica Simpson. And I was like, I remember that. And I always thought you were hilarious at Bingo. And that, like, next week, somebody dropped out. And I think I called you, like, day of or day before.
1: It was day of. Day of. I remember I got into Dragon 45 minutes, and I was so nervous and excited. And I was like, this is so cool. And that was, like, I felt, like, that felt huge for me, like a giant step. Because the most successful people and like, my career touchstones were all in it. Like, Tom Lank and Jack. And Tony and like all and Jackie Clark, all these really funny people who I was like, I'll never be good enough like as them to perform with them, and they were. It was so gratifying, and I kind of developed a comedy style where less is more, and like you can do a lot with a look because they were so funny, I couldn't compete with their style, and um, So I, you're saying that
0: that show sort of shaped me. your sensibility. It molded me so much. That's amazing yeah. and very gratifying to hear because what I love about your comedy. Is I feel like you are fearless, but you don't have that thing that a lot of people do where you need the audience to like you and get you. Like, you're going to put it out there, you're going to commit to it and stick with it, and if they get it, great, and if not, fuck them.
1: Basically. Right? Is that fair to say? You have to give up, like, all fear and, like, be willing to fall off of the diving board, I think, with comedy. And, like, you need to be able to crash and be okay with it, because if not, the risks are so low, you know? You need to make those stakes fucking high. That's what I think. And um, it kind of helped me because when I did Drag Race, they have a a challenge called Snatch Game, which is... Yeah, I I think I've heard of it. Yeah, which is exactly like the Mismatch Game. That's crazy. Why do you know that's so crazy? I don't know
0: where they came up with the idea or whatever. (laughs) Wow. I know. Legends
1: never die. No, they Um, don't. So... Uh, on that, I had to deal with a lot of, uh, people who were trying to get as much attention as possible. And I found that I could just be quiet and still do that same brand of comedy and make people laugh. And as long as Rue was happy, I was happy. And she was, I didn't win that challenge, but I was in the, I was in the top three for it. And. It was nice seeing familiar faces on set laughing at me, and it was really, it was one of my best days there. And I had a cardboard
0: cutout. You, you did the cardboard cutout of Jessica, I which is something you brought to Mismatch That, that was
1: workshopped at yeah. Mismatch Way before that.
0: Because I Tricks. happened to consult as a writer on RuPaul's Drag Race that same season, but I didn't know you were on. And I, so I helped come up with challenges and stuff for a couple of days, and it was a lot of fun, and I, I wanted to visit one, the set one day, and they said, why don't you come during Snatch Game? And I was like, great. Even though I'm still kind of, like, bitter that they... Uh, that they stole it. They, they kind of... I mean, I didn't invent they making mopped. fun they of them. They it. Yeah. yeah. I didn't invent it, but it... And I was like, well, they just did it once. It's fine. And then, no, it's their ongoing thing. And then I went and pitched them. I'm like, let's do that show. But anyway, I've got, I'm doing something else with it. Maybe something will happen. But anyway... I get to the set, and you're in it, and it's Snatch Game, and I'm looking at you, and I can't talk to anyone, because you guys are sequestered. It was so hard
1: not to be like, hi!
0: <laughs> and it was like watching somebody that you coached go from JV to varsity. It was like that feeling of like, okay, she's taking it to the big leagues. And I remember kind of giving you that knowing look, yeah. like, here we go. And then you did some of the same bits that you had done. I walked off set. You did, you walked off the set with your whole thing. They
1: followed me with the cameras waiting for me to break character. They're like, okay, so just talk to the camera now. Like Willem. And I was like, who the fuck is that? Yeah. And like, I stayed in it and I was like, oh, Dennis is going to be so proud.
0: I was so proud. And the thing though, that that I love about your comedy is you, you're just going to, you commit to it. You don't have that need of like, oh, they're not with me. I better change my tune or I want them to, you don't need them to love you in a way. Where does that come from?
1: I don't know. I think it's just very, um, I'm just very blasé about things. I'm, I don't try too hard. I, I stopped being thirsty a while ago and like trying to please everybody because I knew it was never going to happen. I'm like, if you like me for me, you like me for me. I. Right. Rue had a theory. Um, it's none of my business what other people think about me. And right. I kind of adopted that early on. I really, stop trying to care.
0: Right. Look at this giant dog that just walked in the room. <laughs> yeah,
1: his name's Warner. He's Warner.
0: Warner. He's like a giant Saint Bernard, he's right? A couple
1: hundred pounds. He's oh my! He,
0: he's kind of like a cow.
1: Yeah, baby cow, definitely.
0: Oh, look how sweet. Oh, Warner. Now, um, what? How long ago was RuPaul's Drag Race for you?
1: Uh, we filmed it in the summer of two thousand eleven, and then it started airing in. Two thousand
0: twelve. Right, and I remember. I think I asked you about doing mismatch right then, and you was like, "I can only do this night because then I'm going to shoot a movie in the Eastern Europe or whatever." And that was
1: when I went away. Yeah, that was my. That was my. (laughs) You were sequestered.
0: Now, um, so that was a little while ago. How were you surprised at what came out of it, and how it changed your life? What were you expecting to come out of it?
1: It was weird because the incubation period is so long for it, like. From my final episode, which was April two thousand twelve, I right. think until from when I was disqualified, which was early August, I think or mid August, it was um, a long time, and I had no idea how they were going to edit it because I was like, I was a real thorn in their paw, I thought, because I I threw a wrench in the system, I tried right. to get, um, I tried to I tried to get kicked off, and I tried multiple times until they finally did it, and I was like. Well, they got to kick me off on this one because the other girls are crying foul now. And yeah. it was a duet challenge. So I knew they couldn't kick me off early because then Latrice wouldn't have had a partner to right. perform with. And we had, it was actually a great day to leave. I had a lot of fun. Rue wore my favorite dress. It was like this emerald green silk Chinese looking thing. It was beautiful. And it was just a great day. And I left like happy. And then I went to New York to do a show, which I thought was going to be giantly successful. And it wasn't. But um, I had a lot of fun doing that too. It was, it was the last time I remember just like wondering what's next. Right. And now like everything's planned and I have like a business plan and like I will became like a, a business for me. Yeah. And yeah. So I feel like it was like the age of innocence. for Right. Me. That it was like that last year. window
0: of like, yeah. of I don't know what. Yeah. Just um, getting to
1: do fun stuff like mismatch. Like, oh yeah, yeah I'll do all weekend. And now yeah. I'm like, I'm here this day. And
0: yeah. Now, so you wanted to get kicked off. Yeah. yeah. And succeeded. Mm-hmm. Did you want to because you knew it would make you more marketable, more mystique, more memorable?
1: <laughs> I wanted to because I didn't think I was going to win. I was right. like, this shit's hard. Raja won the season before and I was like, I'm nobody's fucking Raja. Good
0: luck. Um, I'm- so you thought you could you could come out a winner by that. Yeah. You didn't think you could win.
1: The first day I, I was like, I went in with like, when I realized I was the first one in the room, I was like, oh wow. I was like, Maybe I could do this. And then something happened where I was like, huh, this isn't fair. Why Why can't I do this? Because I asked to do something specific that someone else got to do. And they were like, no. And I was like, huh. Okay, I see you. I see you. I see you all how this is. Right. And um, so I was like. I'm gonna fuck this shit up. <laughs> I no. flipped a table at one point. Yeah. I was telling cameramen where to go. Like yeah. I was like, if you go over there, I'll give you a good shot in about 30 seconds. And they were like, you can't do that. I was like, well, I'm just saying it's gonna happen. And that's when I got the the read where I read Jiggly and called her like nurse. And yeah. It's like and they used it in like a bumper. I was like, see, like I'm glad I could help make your program even more amazing because I loved it. Yeah. And like it was fun to be a part of it and like I would be editing in my own head as I said stuff. So it was weird to like let go and fully be okay with
0: it. Well, you're super savvy. Like you, you. Thank you. You're savvy. You're really smart. And you can see things two steps ahead and you, you, you get it. Like, yeah. yeah. Which
1: is sometimes bad because then I trip and fall over my own feet. But like I still see the finish line. Right. And I love how they edited me and because that is me people complain about editing it's like well they can't show what you didn't give them dude yeah you know be a little smarter don't say stuff that they that can be twisted around right It's reality TV you know um, so I tried to be I tried to think twice and speak once yeah and um, it worked out and now I get to enjoy the program and like I try not to like see through the cracks and, yeah uh, and all that and it's great I love rue I've I made some great friends from it and I have a, I have a great life because of it.
0: What um? What's your relationship like now with Rue?
1: Um, I, <laughs> I feel bad because I see him on his bike sometimes, Yeah. and then I follow him right. with my car because I want to say hi. But then right. I'm like, what if he thinks I'm trying to run him off the road because I'm like racing up to like right. say hi? Exactly. Um, whenever I see him, I, I love talking to him. Right. And he's he's smiling, which is nice because I think he, I. I don't know. I, he he stops to take time to talk to me, which is nice.
0: Yeah, which is nice. So it's not like oh, you got kicked off the show. I never want to talk to you. It's no, all good. No,
1: I'll never be a peer to him. But yeah. I think I hold a fondness, at least, uh, to. Uh not as hard or whatever, but like, yeah. I, I think he doesn't mind me at all, which is really nice.
0: Do you remember that mismatch game thing where we did the RuPaul question after you had gotten kicked off? <laughs> and you said some, you kind of said the whole reason. I don't even remember what it was. And then afterwards, you literally ate the card that you had written it on. You uh, ate it. Yeah. You really ate that card. I'm
1: willing to go that far for comedy.
0: You're willing to go that far for comedy. And I don't even remember what the answer was. I think it was complicated and... Probably. Yeah, whatever. But, but I,
1: it was also destroying all the evidence to not get um, a cease and desist soon.
0: <laughs> but you ate a card. Yeah. Do you remember doing it later? Oh, that's my accountant. Do you need to talk to them? No, I don't want to. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I remember... You I would, remember eating that, the card, yeah. You ate the card. You would go there and I, I love your comedy. It's very different... Than anyone else's.
1: Thank you. And
0: <laughs> I think that everyone else that does that, all those people that you say you look up to, think you're awesome. Yeah, they, that,
1: they, like, that's amazing to hear. But yeah, the Sam Pancakes, the Jack Potniks, the Charles yeah. Bushes, the Jackie Beats, the uh, Flip Wilsons, like, right. old school. Like I love that kind of great old um, variety hour, je ne sais quoi, with, uh, uh, and translated into something even
0: more intelligent. You know? yeah. And that's those people. So when you come up, RuPaul's Drag Race and you people know you and stuff like that then you then you start to build your own thing then you've got to figure out how do I do this how sometimes, do I capitalize on it yeah
1: sometimes some girls go back to coat check and yeah. just doing drag in their own city but I figured this was my shot and uh, make something of it. it the show doesn't make you a star but it gives you a platform to become somewhat of a big gigantic novelty and then from that novelty status you can maybe if you're good transform that into something more um everlasting and uh transformative like i'm not saying reality star because that's kind of an oxymoron right but um i i do think um it's given me a chance to keep entertaining right if that makes sense
0: and an interesting thing about that kind of a visibility is when you're not in drag you can go anywhere and be anonymous or whatever i guess they see you on the show yeah, as a boy. If but. I
1: say my name, then people immediately make the connection. Right. Um, and I have no eyebrows right now, so people right. are like, "Why doesn't he have?" Oh, he's a drag queen. Um, <laughs> but like at Ch- like Chipotle or something, yeah. they're like, "What's your name?" I'm like, "Well, i um, They're like, "Oh." Yeah. And put some extra chicken on it. That helps <laughs> um, you. Yeah, it's uh, you get clocked. Most clocked is our term. Like, oh, yeah. she clocks. Like how uh how a police officer clocks you going a certain right. speed. Like oh she clocked me, um. I get clocked most by, obviously, homosexuals, and then um, mostly women. Yeah. Like, especially black women, because they love the show, because yeah. of the makeup and the wigs. But a lot of women watch um, watch the show.
0: Who's been your most surprising fan? Like, somebody maybe famous, or somebody...
1: Um, this has nothing so
0: did, to do with... Judge Sonia Sotomayor,
1: perhaps? No? <laughs> this has nothing to do with Drag Race, but right. um, John Waters remembered who I was. I... Detox and I were in an airport in Brussels and he was speaking there and we saw him and I was like, oh my God, John Waters. We were chasing him on a moving walkway. And I was <laughs> like, um, you said something about a movie I was in in a magazine. It ticked off trainees with Knives. And he's like, oh yeah, that was you. I enjoyed that. And I was just like, oh my God, John Waters. That's like, amazing. So John Waters probably was yeah. the biggest for me. And, um Sorry, Katy Perry trumps that. Katy Perry definitely trumps that. I was at a party performing and somebody was yelling, um, just do boys the Bottom. And yeah. me and Dee and Vicky were doing Chow Down. We were like, uh, okay, let us do our own set list. We're going to do this. And she's like, just do it. And as soon as she said that, like, it was Katy Perry. And I was like, oh! Right. And Detox and I were like, oh my god! Right. And then um, as she was leaving, she looked at my shoes, which were like my best LeBoutons, Because I knew right. they were going to be like amazing people at this party. Right. And she's like, I had those in pink, by the way. <laughs> and I was like,
0: oh, my god, I love you so much, Katy Perry. I love Katy Perry. Did you get a shot with her or no, anything like that? No, I
1: try not to do that. Right. Just because like, I I feel like I, I want to appear more as like someone that they met, not as um, a, yeah. another person who wanted a picture right because I just yeah I, I try to respect that um, that circle you that's know? so cool yeah. where was the party it was at um, my friend's house in yeah. the um, hills uh, they own a bunch of restaurants Jill's um, they did uh, get Shark Tank
0: oh okay that right house oh, but, yeah, uh, yeah, not yeah, that yeah. house but the other house right Hill. right right those guys <laughs> um, yeah so you do the singing and the the songs Boys of the Bottom with detox and and Vicky? hmm Yeah, we were, like, a they called us a super group for a while. Now, are you still toge- Are you still recording we're not, together? We're not
1: making any more music together. Um, we're finishing out some dates, and then we're all pretty much um, going solo.
0: You're pulling a Wilson Phillips. Did they do that? Well, they broke apart, and then they came back years later.
1: Yeah. But, yeah, but we'll they... We'll see about the years
0: later. <laughs> <laughs> do you, so how did you all get together? Were some of them on Drag Race, too? Um, yeah, Detox was, but yeah. we
1: knew each other before
0: that. We, yeah. We... Um,
1: We met on the Osbournes reality show, uh, not the good one, the one on Fox. Right. And um, we kind of became friends from afar. And then uh, we started working together more at like a couple clubs when I started doing club drag. Right. I was like, I'll do drag race, I guess. And um, I wanted to learn more. And then we were all in a band together called Transcontinental or Trans K, which was from the precursor to that was Club Makeup, which was a club in the early aughts. Right. Where everybody performed, Linda Perry, Adam Lambert, um, D.D. Ramone performed there The Night He Died. like Ryan. Richard O'Brien from Rocky Heart. It was like an amazing club where there would be a different theme, different guest artists each month. And like the cat, the core cast of people would also do songs or sing backup or like go get bales of hay if it was Dolly Parton night in the Valley. <laughs> right. In Adele Soul. I had to go get three bales of hay. Like three trips to <laughs> Burbank. Back to the Elroy. Burbank to Elroy. Burbank right. to Elroy. And they're like, here's 40 bucks. And I was like... Thanks. Like 19 just dreams in my eyes. Um, So we were in that band, um, Trans K, and we did residencies at um, House of Blues and like played wherever. And it was a lot of fun. And then we recorded, we started recording our own stuff, Detox Vicky and I, when the band, everybody had their own thing going, you know, two, three bands. It's hard to get together. So we just did some stuff with this uh, local producer named Markaholic. Who does a lot of great stuff for Johnny McGovern and Michael Serrato and Nerdist. And um, he's a great, talented producer. And he's been... uh, He's kind of been, like, my go-to guy ever since.
0: Well, they're fun parodies. They're great comedy, great lines. But they sound great. Thank you. Your voices sound great. Like, I put them on YouTube and just started playing through them all. And I'm like, I I, I would... It's not just a novelty song. Like, I would listen to it. Musically, the harmonies and stuff like that. Do you guys put a did you put a lot of work into them as you were recording them, or is it just a nice chemistry, professional, everyone's got?
1: We all have, um, Mark's got a great ear for picking out harmonies, yeah. so he says, do this, and right. then I'm a really good parrot, so I can parrot it out. Yeah. And then i will say, we need Vicky on this part, so Vicky will do that part, and then we just meld it together. We're all musically inclined. Um, Detox has a great voice, and yeah. she she's never actually, like, done anything singing-wise, I don't think, professionally, like, but, like, She's got great pipes. Yeah, she can do crazy things with it and stretch it. Love it. Yeah.
0: Now, what's your biggest hit? Boy is the bottom. Boy is the bottom has fourteen over yeah fourteen million hits. It's just kind of nuts. Fourteen million hits on YouTube.
1: Yeah, and then my channel, I guess together, like with
0: all my all my videos has. Over forty million already. F- over forty million hits on YouTube. Yeah. When do you start making money on YouTube? How does that work? Whenever you want. Like
1: you, you just monetize the video. You click a button called monetize. Yeah. And as long as it meets YouTube's parameters, you can start making money. And then
0: so it's go not to a another ton one. of it's not a ton of paperwork you have to fill out or forms or anything like it's that. Pretty easy. As yeah. long as
1: you have your ducks in a row. Yeah. And then from that, you can join a multi-channel network, which will help sell the ad space before to more niche uh aligned
0: advertisers yeah now without getting into the actual amounts is it more money than people might think or less than people might think because i think with the internet nobody understands how it works how anyone makes money it really
1: depends on how successful your video is and if you're in the multi-channel network and if all your ducks are in a row like boys bottom was considered um adult content at one point so anything adult content or Um, that has third party content notices. Like if you use someone else's song, but they don't take it down, you don't make the money on it. So boys, the bottom stopped making money on the internet at around 2 million views. Yeah. Which that's a lot of money missing, you know, but, um, we were lucky enough to put it on iTunes and we did okay. It's, it's definitely taxed. Yeah. And when I saw the taxing, I had no idea that it would be taxed and I was like, oh fuck. Yeah. It was bad. And that's why remember I said my yeah, dad, dad was can't calling call me. Yeah. That's why I don't want to talk to him because right. I'm dealing with
0: 2013 and Boys of Bottom. Wow! <laughs> Holy smokes! Now, when you do a song that is a parody, that's clearly another person's song, mm-hmm. how does that work? Do they get a cut of it? As far as I know,
1: my lawyer was the CEO of Napster, and yeah. then he died. Um, Holy shit! He got hit by a cop on a bike. Fuck. In the valley. Fuck. I know. Um, but he he really gave me a good education on stuff. He said. Um, that all your tracks need to be original, A. You can't, you can't use someone else's performance. And, um, all of the, your, your material needs to be a direct correlation or juxtaposition of the original content. Like, you can't have, like, um, you can't have just some, I don't know, Carrie Underwood song and then make it about fisting for no reason. If it doesn't, like, Boys the bottom is a joke about girl on fire because yeah. it's like you're switching genders. So it's like close. It's charity. parody.
0: It's parody law. So yeah. You, yeah, if you take it too far, you're not parodying anything anymore.
1: Exactly. It's um. It needs to be within the same scope and yeah.
0: stuff. What's the weirdest thing that came out of RuPaul's Drag Race for you? Like the most random opportunity. Uh, you know, did you perform it for a shake or something like that? You know, like the weirdest. Random requests. Anything come to mind?
1: The travel has been good. I've been to Dubai and Tel Aviv and Australia four times, which five by the end of the year. Um, I love the travel, but I'd say the weirdest thing is a friendship with um, Michelle Visage. Wow. I love her.
0: She seems cool. She's
1: she's one of the raddest individuals that I've ever met, and she's just lived so many lives, and she's, she'll tell you when you're awful, and she'll tell you when you need to hear stuff, but no one else will tell you. Wow, she is she is that uh, person to me. Like, and you'll get a text sometimes. that just says, "just checking in." Nice. And
0: yeah. she's been a judge the whole time, pretty much. No,
1: season uh, three okay. and on. Season one and two, she was not a judge yeah. because she couldn't get out of a radio gig in Florida. Wow. Unfortunately, and um, she's she's such a integral part of the show. Like, I think she's the person that needs to travel around to every country that franchises it and be the sit-in judge because she is irreplaceable yeah. she's that you know I mean Rue is too but Michelle is the one who you know when when you're trying to get in good with someone you want to get in with, good with the best friend yeah too. she's the gatekeeper she's
0: the she, she's
1: yeah if you have if you have her approval you're one step closer to getting approval from Rue I think because she's at her right hand you know
0: wow she's,
1: she's amazing she's she had a song on the most successful record ever soundtrack for The Bodyguard like she as a songwriter a, yeah, uh, she does or have she a writing credit. Yeah, yeah. Um, she has like a radio career. She's like a working mom. She yeah. announces at her daughter's track meets. She's I, I I like fangirl around her. She's one of the coolest people, and we got to live together in Texas with uh, for a while when we were doing a show. Yeah, she was magenta and Rocky Horror, and I was riff raff, and we had so much fun.
0: As post RuPaul's Drag Race, mm-hmm. you guys did yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, That's yeah. so wild. So I'd
1: say she's the best thing to. to
0: That's so cool. Yeah. Now, you said you were in Dubai. I was there recently, and it's not—it's kind of illegal to be gay there. Uh-huh. And you guys are there uh, doing your thing. Um, what was that like? It was, it was weird because... What, what were you, where were you performing? There was
1: a club, which is, I guess, like an underground gay club. Right. And then another club heard about us, and they put out a press release making it look like the club that brought us there did because they were trying to keep it hush-hush.
0: So the right, more- because I was talking to my friends there and the gay clubs kind of get the word out through social media Mm and word of mouth but it never says gay it's just the font you can kind of tell yeah it's like there's
1: a couple too many colors in that (laughs) yeah exactly Um. or there's
0: a hot guy but where's the girl I don't know like so it's so how do you guys go and perform there and not raise flags well we
1: kind of the moral police came and we like literally had to wear sunglasses no heels I was in like a tank top I think Um, it was very, it was very like rushed and hush hush. They wouldn't let our sound guy in because they knew without the sound guy, because the club owner themselves, they made their money. Everybody came in. This gay promoter was the one who was getting fucked because he wouldn't have made any money if we didn't perform. It would have been refunds. So the club owner weren't about to draw ire with the morality police. So they were just like, yeah, that's the sound guy. They wouldn't let him in. Eventually we got him in. We got the tracks and we performed.
0: Wow. What were you, but you weren't in your... Total. We were in total
1: regalia, but yeah. like we had fun. They loved us, and uh, it 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 was kind of
0: scary. It was like Madonna when she was in Toronto and they wouldn't let her perform her dirty show, and she's like, "We will perform." Do you remember that in Truth or Dare? Yeah. yeah.
1: It, it was. Um, we got.
0: But did you think you know you're gonna are you gonna be able to get out of the country? Are you gonna go to jail? Like,
1: <laughs> we got really really drunk before, yeah. so we didn't care. Were we good.
0: were we were full as
1: ticks. Yeah, and we were just like. We have a video, yeah. which is oh goddamn, the, uh, yeah. I can't show it to anybody. Okay. It's so good. I'll show it to you. What ooh. happens in it? Oh, everything. Like they're like, you have to take some, of your, you have to take your lipstick off, and I'm like, where's the nearest dick? That's how I want to take it off. We're like <laughs> rubbing things on our faces and like giving yeah. that like putting our face in these hot like Israeli boys' armpits, and then like. I have a tattoo in my mouth of an inch that where I can
0: measure stuff, and I was like, come here, let me measure things, and... You do? Let me see. Oh, so you put that... Wow. So you just kind of go down. It's, uh-huh. For those of you uh-huh. that are uh-huh. listening, it's horizontal, an inch on your tongue.
1: Emphasis on horizontal. Wow.
0: The- Did doing that show and the exposure affect the kind of people that hit on you, that wanted to get with you? Oh God! In a way, in (laughs) other words, oh, these people came out of the woodwork, or Um, or did you get like letters or requests for shit, like weird stuff?
1: That's definitely happened. But I think I think people would have done that before or after, just looking at me anyway. Like I'm, I look kind of permissive. Yeah, I think somebody said that somebody from the show might have been Matthew. Might have I forget who it was? But they said the thing is, if you line up all the girls you're the one who looks like that she'll be the most fun. And
0: I'm like, oh, thanks. All right, I'll take it. I'll take
1: it, thanks, yeah.
0: You're beautiful when you doll it all up. Thank you. Is it fun to feel, like, beautiful like that? It is, and then, um, yeah, it's fun.
1: Yeah, I like it. I feel like a hype hyper realized cartoon version of christy brinkley sometimes
0: yeah which she kind of has become her own self i saw her in chicago oh that was the weirdest performance it was (laughs) like she had watched the tape and then tried to do it but kind of it was odd it was really odd but um but like when you showed up for the gong show the other night you had this really sexy cute outfit kind of elegant like like a luncheon outfit and you just (laughs) breezed in it was just beautiful yeah where do you shop
1: I don't. I hate shopping.
0: Really? That's a surprise, I I think. I really
1: do not like it. But if I'm with other people and they're like, hey, this. And I'm like, thanks. Yeah. And then I buy it and it looks amazing. My friend Dallas in San Fran was like, hey, look at this denim thing. And I was like, denim is my favorite color. Let me see that. (laughs) And then she saw me wearing it. She's like, I don't know why I showed you that. And I was like, I didn't either. I was like, fuck, why isn't she keeping that? And (laughs) and now I wear it. Yeah. Um, But yeah, I I have a friend who helps style me. His name's Dominic. Yeah. And he helps me with a lot of stuff. And the internet's great because you can just return stuff. But a lot of it's vintage. Um, I have some go-to guys in Hollywood who help me whenever I need something. Marco Marco. And um, <laughs> there's a lot of consignment stores that I really like that uh, you can get stuff. And then if it works on your body, it works. If not, you can trash it trying to alter it to work. And then sometimes you don't even know to wear it. Yeah. But, I, yeah.
0: Do you have a huge closet?
1: It's a room. Yeah. It's a room. Uh, American Apparel helps me out a lot, too. Yeah. Like, a lot of... Probably one out of every three outfits, at least, is something American Apparel, whether it's, like, a disco short or a basic or a bra or a mini dress. Like, they make great basics for drag. Right. And, uh, yeah.
0: No, I want to talk about one of the videos you made, the Chow Down at Chick-fil-A. Mm-hmm. That was in response to the Chick-fil-A uproar where the owner was sort of anti-gay. But you guys, what you did was so subversive because you sang a, a salute to Chick-fil-A. It was a positive song about them like chow down at chick-fil-a but it's because it's you because you're gay guys because you're in drag it's subversive it was like so smart to go at it that way and that way it got played everywhere here's
1: the thing we didn't even know what we were doing we were just writing a fun song with rhymes and then we realized it and people were like oh cool and we're like we're a total accidental activist yeah we did not know but then we realized you knew
0: something was going on though with them
1: we knew it was like a it was a double negative, like right. Charles Manson endorsed a child's toy. It's like, yeah, we don't want that endorsement.
0: <laughs> right. But um, so, well, you understood course. that, of course. Yeah.
1: And the good thing was um, I always felt bad about buying stuff there. But after some Chick-fil-A owners and franchise owners who were gay would come to our shows and give us swag and like someone gave me a hundred free sandwich cards, So I was like, good, I don't have to spend the money there anymore. Yeah. But um, I kind of stopped eating there because their chicken has dairy and I would have to avoid that. But yeah, I love their diet lemonade.
0: Yeah, I like, I like a good diet lemonade. I, I, I do. Was there any ever response from the official Chick-fil-A thing or whatever? No. Or from Ooh. Wilson Phillips?
1: Yeah, Wilson Phillips was cool. Um, who did I meet? Um, the, the blonde one. China. Time, she, she tweeted me about some stuff and she's like, she mentioned my wig and that drew some ire. But I was like, it's hard. What did hard. you say about your wig? She was like, come on, my hair was better than that. I was like, do you know how hard it is to find a good China Phillips wig?
0: I know. That it's cut, not easy. It was very distinctive. That cut was from the From my shit. big man
1: head. Um, and then I know Carney liked it. Um, I don't know. I think there was one named Michelle. The one, the third sister's Michelle. Wendy. Wendy. Wendy Carney in China. Okay. Um, I went to their concert. Michelle like, was the mom, I guess. Or one of the moms. Michelle, Michelle, Michelle Phillips, yeah.
0: yeah. I went to their concert like a year ago. <laughs> mm-hmm. There was so much weird under current tension between China and Carney, it was fascinating. It was so it was like a I, I there love should have been a shrink it. there with a notebook. It nice. was so crazy.
1: Yeah, they liked it. Um someone asked I think their stylist asked us to perform at a party with them or some TV guide thing and we were out of town so we couldn't but I was yeah. like, oh that's neat. We were That would have been cool. It's nice when the artists acknowledge parodies that, that I'm a part of.
0: Has so, that have have a other artists done that?
1: Yeah. Um Selena Gomez and I met at an award show, and she knew it, which was really funny because yeah. Which to, song
0: did you do? Love you like a love song. Love, love you song. like a
1: love song, and um, you have to realize most of these artists' backup dancers are homosexual men. Yeah. Who sometimes I know, and it's uh, it's kind of neat. Yeah. Uh, getting in with an artist that way with an affection, uh, kind of because you like their work so much that you want to do something. Yeah,
0: them. it's cool. Now you, I don't know if you still do it book go-go boys mm-hmm. do you still do it Do you have that business yeah how mm-hmm. did you get into that how did that happen someone was doing a bad job of it at a club that i worked at and
1: i was like how about i do it and i yeah. was like it's like a, a hungry dog staring at meat i was like
0: yeah i'll do it I'll, right
1: i'll work with them um so i started doing it and it's been over 10 years i think 11
0: Wow. And you still do it as much as you did before. In other words, you didn't scale it back. It's, the business is still as... So how many guys are you sort of booking at one time?
1: Booking is a strong word for what I do. Right.
0: <laughs> um, what do you do?
1: You know, I'm just kind of a go-between. Like, right. I just help. Uh, I'm a facilitator. Right. Go to this club. Make some money. Right.
0: And then... The, um, but they'll say, like, the fault line needs three guys, and you'll find the three guys, and you'll make sure they're there, yeah, right?
1: And then I have, like, monthly gigs and weekly gigs, and... Um, Sometimes clubs will use me in periods of transition when they don't have somebody to do that, specifically like a manager. And I'm like, well, call Willem.
0: Yeah. I'm,
1: I'm that guy. Like, I know a
0: guy. I... From the outside, I would guess they're flaky. But maybe I'm wrong. Maybe they're super responsible and they're on top of it... They're tender in the middle, though. They're tender in the middle. <laughs> they're flaky and tender. But yeah. did, we did one... we. I remember shooting some video footage of you, like a night in the night of Willem, a night in the life, and we went and did all that yeah, stuff. Yeah, I should look bring so ugly
1: in that, though. You do? Oh you my think God, so? I have the tapes. You um, stepped it up. Felix.
0: Yeah, Felix shot it.
1: And I am booger down clown town. Ooh, <laughs> the lighting was rough, I was rough, the wigs were just like, I changed it in the back of the car, I remember, on the way. Yes, but that was... Early. God damn.
0: Yeah, that'll that footage'll there'll be a place for that to make sense at some point or I not. I have the footage. and yeah. I
1: hope it stays.
0: It stays where it is. Yeah. That was fun it's though. It's good
1: where it is. But it was
0: fun like seeing so meeting fun. the different go go boys. We,
1: we got paid for
0: it too. A little bit. Yeah. Very somebody little paid bit. us some money. Yeah. Now, um, what's is it fun to be around sexy go go boys? I think mm-hmm. it would be really fun.
1: Beautiful um, people beget beautiful people. Like yes. Yeah. I people are like how do you find guys? I'm like I don't have to advertise. That one stripper found someone to sleep with who was just as hot as him and then he needed a job because he was right. a stripper. Um, and, and then they started working for me. It's like I've met the best people through other dancers sometimes. Right. Um, my favorite uh, guy. And then I get to cast him for my videos. I'm yes. like, hey, I'm doing a video. I need some hot guys. Get in it. My favorite guy is this guy named um, Dick.
0: And yeah.
1: He dances for Mario Diaz a lot. Mario Diaz is another one of those talented people who yeah. I'm like in awe of constantly. Yeah. Like the Jack Plotnik's Mario, Sam's, Jackie's, all them. Um. Uh, but his name's Dick Alfred or Richard Alfred Day. And so it's Dick all day, Dick yeah. all day. And well, there he's you just go. Beautiful. And he's tattooed and he wanted to be a cop at one point. So we were like, Oh, and he was dating another go-go boy who was kind of bi. And they hooked up with this girl in a parking lot. And I guess the guy in the back who was getting fellated threw up on the girl. <laughs> and then D- Dick thought that. The girl threw up on his buddy, who's also yeah. his boyfriend and right. his boy. So he's like, "Get out of the car!" He makes the girl get out of the car. She's got no top on in the back of MJ's parking lot, <laughs> and because uh, the dancers get ready in a giant truck. Sure, there, I saw do. that. Yeah. I, that truck could talk. And, Holy then, shit. and then we learned li- I was locked in that truck with a couple once.
0: Where in a good way? Yeah, in a good way. Wow. So who lost?
1: Splinters. Oh my, my boss, g- Anthony, the one locked who locked you in MJ's, there. locked me in there and said happy birthday
0: (laughs) wow that's nice
1: yeah I loved my job that's good MJ's
0: was great so occasionally you will sample the wares it's only it's part of the it's
1: a professional thing
0: though yeah you You really
1: have to because you it's like a dairy farmer not drinking milk
0: I know you don't want to send out a bad product you don't you need to know what you're putting out there dairy
1: farmers of America unite yeah
0: so, that in that situation, the one guy thought the girl puked, but it was really his partner that puked. Yeah. Wow. And this poor girl ends up cast aside, and she didn't even do it. It wasn't even her fault. Oh, she went back in the club. It was a phone party. It was fine. She was fine. She yeah. got over it. Yeah. She Yeah, yeah, yeah. Washed off. What makes a good go-go boy? Ooh. Apart from, like, the obvious, that they're sexy. Um...
1: Uh... I think in in uh, an ability to talk with people. Yeah, which sounds stupid because there's tons of music, but literally, people tip because they want one moment of personal
0: interaction with someone.
1: This is true with drag queens too. I
0: think there's a, I think there's some that have an aloofness, like you can't have me. Yeah, but I don't think that really works. That, I think that works a... for
1: the first dollar, but then the second dollar, they'll do someone will tip again because they're horny. But then the third dollar, it's like I didn't get much. I can get just as much looking right here. There's there's an ability to communicate wordlessly or with a couple words or like yeah. a look or a grin that makes you feel you like I see like you an extra thrust. It's an acknowledgement and it makes people want to go, Oh, it makes you when your friends are watching you after you tip them and you turn around and walk away. It's like, Oh
0: yeah. Yeah. He cut my balls or
1: whatever yeah, it was. Like you had a thing. Yeah. It's the ability to, to be a good, um, you know, cause it actually is a service related industry. It totally with, is with the pun and without the pun. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Have any of your go-go boys gone on to like law school or somebody's on yeah. Big Brother or somebody? I
1: have, I have one who's a doctor, he's a shrink. Nice. one who's a lawyer who usually handles the DUIs of all the other strippers <laughs> um, yeah. that's incredible one guy is, was a dancer um, named Nolan Funk and he starred uh, opposite Lindsay Lohan in The Canyons wow he was the male, and now yeah. he's a Versace model there you go he was in Bye Bye Birdie on Broadway he played
0: Birdie like he's a successful actor that's amazing um,
1: I've had a lot of like up and comers
0: yeah literally <laughs> um, that's a reality show
1: it, it could be if music clearances were easier and if once cameras get around people start yeah. acting unnatural especially the straight guys in the gay atmospheres there's a guy named Jeff who's um, got a tremendous penis and um, he's really snarky yeah. and easy to unlike yeah. but if you get his brand of humor which I do you like yeah. him a lot but you're like can you not complain about the underwear at a club you're a stripper yeah. he's like I'm not making any money in and I have the biggest dick in the world so the underwear are doing something wrong and I was right. like I agree, and you're funny, but I can't. You're an asshole sometimes. Yeah. But he just wrote a movie called Bad Johnson with Cam Giga,
0: Dana, whatever. Oh, yeah. I read that interview with him.
1: Yeah. He's a, he's a stripper doing other stuff, too. Yeah. And, like, he's a writer, and he's funny, and it's nice to see other people, um, you know, it's nice to see people succeeding and, like, not being a part of it, but, like, seeing them on the way up. Yeah. He's a, he's a funny guy.
0: Doing their thing. Yeah, exactly. Doing their thing. Now... You've performed in, in major feature films and t- TV shows and stuff like that. What, what's your dream creative life? What does it look like? Is it more like film and TV stuff, or do you like the Willem brand that you've created and the touring and stuff like that?
1: Mm-hmm. Or is it would
0: you like a mix of it?
1: When I came out to LA, I told people I wanted to be an actor, but really I just wanted to entertain people. I didn't know how, so I started acting, and acting was the thing for me. Now I'm kind of a failed actor, I guess, because I haven't been booking stuff lately. But the stuff I've been going out for. It would help if I was here for auditions more. But um, I I do like acting. I love it, especially if a piece is great. I did an HBO movie where I got to play Candy Darling, and that was just amazing because we put together a full production number and oh my God. for the movie and like it. It made me feel like such a like a cockat almost. It was
0: the Cinema Verite, right? Yeah. Yeah.
1: Um, Meeting James Candelfini and like. Diane Lane and I made um, a really good friend the guy that played Lance
0: Loud right You and I are still friends um, that's cool um, yeah and also with HBO you know the set's gonna be the best you know yeah. the lighting's gonna be the best that it's gonna w- be like that. Was you're not year. gonna be changing in a truck
1: that was the year of Mildred Pierce too yeah. but I thought Mildred Pierce should have been a movie and Cinema Cinemagarete should have been a miniseries right because there was a lot to tell right um, but that was a lot of fun doing that um there's so many fun people I want to work with now doing acting stuff. But, you know, I, I'll take it if it comes. But if not, I'm happy doing what I'm doing.
0: But don't you feel like, as an actor, you said you felt like a failed actor. You could go out tomorrow and get something to change your yeah, life. you
1: never know. You never know what's around the I mean, the it's one thing. And until then, I'm trying to make my own breaks and do my own shit. Right. producing my beatdown and videos and just keeping doing what I want to do. You know, it's not like I'm some, like huff poe writer who's got like a box to stand on and a, a column but like I have some stuff to say and usually sometimes people like to listen if it's funny or well your noticed.
0: stuff is really timely it's really well observed it's really on pc like in your latest video let me take a whole Pick, you talk about like prep and stuff like that and you make fun and like I think it's like a little in your face, like you're a little ahead right. of what's. Oh wait, is that okay? Can right. I laugh at that or whatever? I haven't I, been tested since. Oh, it's the, well,
1: not single to my or White Party. It's fine. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah.
0: but you're like you're going there in a way that I think you're ahead of it. Yeah, a bit, which I like. What's the feedback been to to stuff like I've, that? I've
1: never had um, glad complain about me yet. Yeah, personally.
0: Movies I've been in,
1: they have, so I'm doing yeah. okay. As long as I don't piss off Glad, I'm okay. Right. Because Glad is very loud. Yeah. And they give out good gift bags at parties, so I would like to eventually go to their parties. Right. Um. So yeah, I just try not to piss off the major people. I don't say tranny anymore. Oops. Oops. I'm so tranny. Yeah. Um. You know better. You do better. Yeah. Right. I try to. I try to just avoid the the giant things. I don't right. make um. A, I don't make um, jokes about stuff that shouldn't be joked about, pretty much. Right. Common sense. I'm not a big enough, I'm not a Kathy Griffin or a Jackie Beat that I'm that impenetra- impenetrable. Right. Where,
0: like, I can make a joke and sell it and stand by it. I don't know. But wanna... your, your humor is kind of, it's, it's self-deprecating about a, a, the culture, you know, about the culture yeah. that you're in. You're in. Yeah. It's not that, you're not, like, pointing in your finger at making fun of other people. Yeah. You're making fun of something that you're a part of. Do you I know only, what I mean? I always
1: said, if I ever became positive, I would have so many good jokes immediately. <laughs> but I was like, oh, I really hope that never happens. <laughs> um, but yeah, I'm, it's, it's a respect thing. Like I stopped making fat jokes when I wasn't as fat as I used to be, you know? Yeah. So I think there's more intelligent ways to Were you ever fat? It's was really heavy. Do you want, you, you can see my lipo scars. Do you see that little dot right there? Wow.
0: That doesn't even look, A, it doesn't look like a so dot. I know.
1: Yeah, I have like 12 dots from lipo. I was a really heavy kid, and I was... If you look back, like, I was heavy after Nip Tuck, and then before Drag Race, I started going to Richard Simmons, like, four four or five years ago, and he got me in shape.
0: That's amazing. Richard was amazing. What's your relationship
1: like with him personally? um, He's he's awesome, and he invited me to be in a video with him, and um, we tweet, and we text, and stuff. He's on a break right now from teaching, um, which is sad for me because I love going to his class
0: and seeing right. him.
1: But um, I hope he's doing well. I don't know. Yeah. My I po-
0: saw him perform at an event and I couldn't believe his comic instincts. He's, how sharp they were. He's a performer at heart. That's what he wanted to do. He, and how savvy he was about what the Richard Simmons crazy experience is. Like it was smart in yeah. its unhingedness. Whenever
1: people would come to town, they'd be like, oh, I want to do this, 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 and this. I'd be like, okay, we're going to Richard first. Because if you go to Slimmon's, you have a built-in celebrity encounter with Richard. Yeah. And then you're too tired to do shit the rest of the day, right. usually. So you're going to sit at home, we're going to get food.
0: Yeah, you don't have to go to Runyon. You get yeah. your star sighting fuck and your exercise. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah.
1: Um, Richard is, like, my touchstone for L.A. He's the most quintessential L.A. experience yeah. I've ever had in L.A.
0: Yeah. What was your... When, since you've been in L.A., what was your lowest point where you were like, fuck, this needs to turn around? Um,
1: the year I got here, I... Went to Hollywood and Highland. And this was right when Hollywood and Highland opened, kind of, Yeah. it was new. When we, we were, were all like, trying
0: to figure out what the fuck yeah. it was.
1: <laughs> like, why are there elephants? <laughs> um, there wasn't as many um, tourists, but they started to come. Yeah. I would stand outside with the costume characters in drag whenever I had an audition. When there were a lot, or do background extra work. I learned about being on set through extra work. Um, I would go afterwards with a Polaroid camera. And people would take pictures with me and sell them for five bucks. Meet a Hollywood drag queen get read by a queen like it would just like be an experience for them just like uh spongebob would be there or something and wow that, that was how i paid my rent for a couple months that was really because it was either that or move home and at that point i didn't really have a home because right. my parents had moved and i didn't want to go back to philly because i just didn't um yeah and that was pretty low for me but at the same time it was fun
0: and I bet you learned a lot about people. I bet you learned a lot about I, I, what I, they wanted from you. Yeah,
1: but I mean, I I always knew I was, people like me funny. And that yeah. was always fun. You give them a good experience. Um, yeah. My grandparents owned a bar and my whole family's in, like, the service industry, waiters, help desk people. Like, right. So I've always been good at talking to people. I can make friends at, and like, a Walmart, you know? Yeah. I immediately, like, talk to people. And <laughs> sometimes it's like, I, I'm talking, I'm talking, and then they're like, shut up. And I'm like, oh, I get it. You yeah. just get this look like, oh, okay, I'm done talking to you, though. I can tell when people are done. Yeah. I'm good at making an exit. Someone said uh, that I, I smoke bomb. I'm yeah. um, like, what does that mean? They're like, you disappear, and you don't say bye to people. And I was like, oh, well, I mean, I was done. I made the an impression, <laughs> and I went. <laughs> they like, but yeah, you're just yeah. like, you're gone. And I was like, yeah, bye.
0: Yeah. I have a friend that always says, always sleep while you're still having fun. Mm-hmm. Like, you don't want to be, like, kind of waiting, and it's not that fun anymore. Yeah. yeah. What were you like in school? Were you popular? Were you picked on? (laughs) I was a bully. Were you a
1: bully? Yeah, my sister and I were... My sister was a year ahead of me, and she was friends with all the popular kids who would have made fun of me. And she dated uh, some popular people. And uh, so it was fine for me. I graduated high school when I was 16, a year early. So I graduated when my sister did. So I didn't have, like, a senior year. But I figured out a way to get all my credits and get out. And then I didn't get into any colleges. So I was like, I'll just go do theater and dinner. I did Tony Tina's Wedding. Oh my gosh, Which is like that's improv, amazing. Like heaven, and I got fired from that um, for underage drinking. There you go. And then I was like, the, the um, Spike Lee version of rent was supposed to be happening. Wow. And I was going to be one of the extras in that, like a core extra, and there's yeah. going to be a lot of work in New York. And then that shut down early September, like September, like re- literally, I remember the dates, like. Fourth or fifth or sixth something early where they were like, "There's it's not happening." Right. And I think that's the one with Justin and Christina when they planned that. Right. And then September 11th happened a week later, and Holy I was like, shit. "I'm getting the fuck out of Dodge." Yeah. So I left.
0: So you left not long after September 11th. I
1: was in L.A. by September 14th, and I drove. Holy shit! Mm-hmm. I was done. I was like, done, no, done, done." This is this is time to leave. I already yeah. had my side card. My aunt is a director out here, and she's right. like, "Don't come to L.A. I can't help you without a side card." Got my side card. So at that point, I had it a year. I was like, all right, I'm gone.
0: Right. And I got out and I came here. And you, and you do your thing and you go to auditions and, and you do your own thing. How many days a week are, do you have to get in drag?
1: Right now? I, yeah. Um, my June. Well June is the month where you make yeah. hay when the sun shines because it's pride gigs. And stuff. Yeah. In June, I was in drag um, not every day, but some days it was two times
0: drag, like morning drag yeah. and then night drag, over 30 times in drag. Do you... The process of it, is it a, a pain in the ass sometimes or you just no. kind of zen it out or uh-huh. do you like it? How does every, it feel?
1: Every time I put on makeup, I'm so thankful that someone is probably paying me to do it. That's you know? amazing. I get, to, I get to... I get to be a clown. Like yeah. My favorite thing was when the circus would come to town because we would always go, my family, because we, we didn't have a lot of money and the circus was cheap, you know, cars yeah. and shit. And I like the show. But I really like going behind the tents and just watching people hang out and yeah. stuff. And like clowns sitting on hay. And like, it, it was like, wow. Like this, I, I yeah. wanted to be a carny growing up.
0: And I found my own way to be a carny, I guess. Yeah. Talking about the Hollywood Boulevard thing. I always thought it would be funny to write a sketch of like those characters going to the diner after their shifts. And just bitching and talking about their traffic or their landlords. Mm-hmm. Just Superman and you. And like, <laughs> you know, this Spongebob. Just sitting there thinking, you know. I like
1: it when the cops show, when they get in fights. Like, two Marilyns or two (laughs) Spider-Mans. Again. I I did a shoot with Jeremy Cost and a bunch of really cool drag queens. Raja, Alaska, Matthew Anderson, a couple others. Um, And we did it on Hollywood Boulevard with all those characters. And we were just like, it was like some French fashion magazine called Purple. And we were decked out. It was like a 30-page spread. Balenciaga, Comme des Garçons, like, gowns. And we're just on the boulevard with these, like, dirty, trashy Spongebobs and... Transformers made out of like cardboard and I'm just like I love my life. It was
0: in heaven, right? Yeah.
1: Matthew Anderson he's the other best thing for me that's come out of Drag Race meeting him and Billy B too but Matthew is one of those people where like you created the 90s. Yeah. You were amazing and you still are and your vision never ceases to amaze anybody. His Instagram is like blows my mind. Yeah. Every time he posts a picture I try to think of something witty enough to say just to be worthy of commenting and he's Matthew Anderson is, oh, he's yeah he's everything. To photographer me. based here. He's a photographer, a, a makeup artist, a hairstylist, the whole an thing. artist, just a yeah. visionary. He does ruse hair and makeup. He's a producer on Drag Race. Um, I had the honor of being painted by him um, once for a show I'm doing called Paint Me Bitch, where yeah. different people paint me, and then we put an ad up in in the W for M section of Craigslist and see how many people actually believe I'm a woman. That's amazing. Or I go hook outside
0: of Shakey's and do the host roll <laughs> and go to the donut shop and see if I can get free donuts. And with
1: shooting, was shooting was Ru Rue always
0: looks incredible on that show. Incredible. Flawless. Is it always Matthew? Matthew has always... A uh, guy. Matthew
1: has painted her for every episode of the show as far as I know. He Amazing. Yeah. yeah. He's just so talented. Like, sometimes I just pause and, like, get lost in her eye makeup. Yeah. I remember... One of my eye makeup inspirations is her... I did a makeup tutorial, and I had something called the Filthy Sunset, and it went from like colors, all the sunset colors, and her eye one time, she has such a beautiful canvas and all that real estate to work on. I have a caveman brow, so I just put some orange and purple and red, but like, it was like yellow to pink to purple to like, almost blue, and like, it was beautiful. Matthew's Uh,
0: such an artist. It is an art form. Yeah. And I think the show has shown that to, to America, and I remember... For a long time, Logo didn't want anything to do with drag or whatever. I and remember show, when they started. I they were like, no drag queens. Like, you, uh, yeah. yep.
1: you had to be a passable transgender individual with yeah. a message or a clown. Yeah. And those were the only types of drag acceptable to Logo. And I'm so glad that they opened up their eyes to this.
0: And now the show basically saved and defined them. It's I, yeah. I would
1: say it's their cornerstone yeah. or their keystone. For sure. Definitely.
0: Do yeah. you ever hear from young kids that you know, young sissy kids, I was called a sissy, mm-hmm. that, that say, well, you know, you're, you've helped me and you've given me... Yeah,
1: and I, I always talked to them because I was lucky enough not to have those troubles. I, ha- I come from a family, my parents were both 1 of 5, and at least one sibling on each side was gay. My dad's side, there were two. Um, and I never had problems. It was always cool that I was gay. I told my parents I wanted to marry new kids on the block when I was 9.
0: Which new kid? I like the one that looked like the monkey.
1: Danny! Oh my god!
0: <laughs> Danny was it! He, I like guys that look a little like a monkey. Yeah, I like the strong, I like hyper masculine
1: features. Yes. The strong brow, the big jaw, and Danny's still it for me. Yeah. He could do it 10 days a week for me. Yeah. I love him. Yeah. Um, I, I got whooped because I wore like a new Kids in the block giant dinner plate pin in a school photo. Yeah. And my mom's like, I can't send that to your grandparents.
0: I was like, I am not fuck. Why? It's just the new kids. It wasn't like I it was... I ruined my school picture. Okay. I got in trouble. All right. But, um, yeah, so... Once I always... again, breaking the <laughs> yeah. rules. I, I
1: always talk to the young kids when they have problems. I have a Tumblr. And it's hard when they're like, oh, my family doesn't accept me. I'm kicked out. And I'm just like, good. Because now, like, you'll, you'll be a better you. You don't have to worry about pleasing people for years to come. You know what they think. You can't fix stupid. You can try to educate stupid and you can try to make them understand. But if they don't ever have a grasp for it and you pretty yeah. much know they won't, fuck it. Yeah. Call it a day uh, and just be the best you that you can be. And, like, I always ask for them to check in with me later because I want to hear about them. I want to know that they're on the right path. And, like, I'm not, like, I'm an anti-guidance counselor.
0: I like it, though, though that you give them some toughness. That You, you, you kind of, like, yes, this sucks, but yes. you know.
1: You're going to be better. You're going to have to work yeah. hard. And, like, in a year you're going to look back and say... Wow. I have my own car. I did yeah. it on my own. I bought it on my own. And like I, yeah, it's, I was on my own at 16. I was emancipated and it's not because my, any bad problems. Like I was done with high school. I wanted to move out. I was an adult at that point point, yeah. and I did everything on my own. I'm not from a rich family where people helped me. It wasn't like that. I bought my own car. I paid for everything and it was fun like finding your own way in the world and it's I looked at it as an adventure. 10 cent Tuesday at McDonald's, I would buy 50 hamburgers and put them in the fridge and eat them for a week. My dad did that.
0: Um, and he was really we were well off at that time but he was from depression era, <laughs> you know what I mean? And he would yeah. when they had the cheap hamburgers at McDonald's, he would buy them and freeze them.
1: Yeah. And yeah. He, uh ramen. Like yeah. I I would do that
0: and I I made my own way and yeah. I Did okay, and here you are. You're here yeah. now. You you have a partner. You have for a while. Uh-huh. And one of my favorite things is you said that he doesn't love a lot of your shows, but he loves Mismatch Game. Mm-hmm. And I always I was always flattered by that. He
1: would he he would come to two two shows of mine. Yeah.
0: Mismatch and Trans K, which
1: was the band because he liked yeah. the music we did.
0: Yeah. Um, and otherwise you were on your own.
1: Never been to another show. Never been to a drag show. Yeah. Ever. Um, and I think that's a testament to the shows that you produced your your shows were great who it was always great when you would double over or have to turn around when Tom Lank stood up and played the Superman theme (laughs) on the trumpet in the Margot Kidder nightgown yeah and then even after that, I remember I stood up and put my hand over my heart like it was the Pledge of Allegiance because Jessica <laughs> was just so dumb. And like, I remember like at least 30 seconds yeah. of nothing but laughter and like feeling everybody in that room felt good. Yeah. And your shows make people feel good, I think. Especially that makes this me match. feel good when you say that. show, all those. Yeah. Like you bring happiness to
0: people. No one doesn't like to laugh. And you uh, assemble such strong casts. That makes, I could cry right now thinking about that. Have, have you ever heard Jessica Simpson any word from that camp? Because you did her on Drag Race. I know you've been doing her. No. No. She's she's on another she's I counting her money somewhere. She's, she doesn't I, I, it.
1: I think she probably has yeah. no idea. Yeah. I'm sure she's surrounded by some homosexuals who are probably like yeah. come look at this and she's like no put in my hair and shut up. Yeah. <laughs> I sound nothing like her. I look nothing like you her. You do look like do her. I, she's a little beautiful. bit. The blonde yeah, hair. You're beautiful. I think she's got a big smile yeah. and a lot of blonde hair. Yeah. And um, I think I have, when I do drag, I have a big smile and a lot of blonde hair. So people relate that. Yeah, And, um, God, I I love her. I love her music. I love that she's a bit of an entrepreneur like me. (laughs) Like when's the last time a Jessica Simpson song came out? She, no one she's knows. She's not interested. But she's Jessica Simpson. Yeah, she's not she's about not to sing. Macy's she can't even mother. get
0: her to sing "Happy Birthday" at a party. She, she said,
1: to, "Well, I love that she in an interview. She said that she did. She her husband, who she's been with for like two, two, yeah. two and a half years, hasn't ever seen her perform. Yeah, because she's been having Irish twins. <laughs> and I, I love Jessica Simpson so yeah, much. I have it's such. A, a, I love it when comedians do people that they have such an affinity yeah. for. Like, it's the best. Yeah, it's like watching. Chad share like I yeah. love Jessica so much yeah I don't know anything about her but I love her
0: yeah I do too oh I do she know she feels like she's ni- she seems like she's nice yeah Unlike I met, I met someone
1: who worked on um yeah I met someone who worked on Dukes of Hazard, oh and they boy. were telling me all about some of the things that went down on that set and yeah. there's a little bit of me and Jessica also apparently <laughs> I like that yep I like that she was a good time yeah
0: awesome um, well I think we're about to I think we can wrap this up this has okay. been delightful it was so much fun I, you, I never i see really you. Ins- I know <laughs> I wanted to catch up and see what, how, what's blown up in your world and stuff like that I, wh- how would you describe this time in your life right now um,
1: <laughs> TBD TBD yeah a lot wow. of stuff in the, a lot of plates spinning yeah I, I have a lot of stuff going on and I'm looking forward to everything I have a movie yeah. coming out within a year called what is it Kicking zombie ass for Jesus. Okay, it's a it's a it's a companion piece to um, to ticked off Chinese with knives. Right. Um, I have I'm working on a housewares line, which is super fun. I'm Amazing. A cancer, so I'm all about my home and yeah, like, it's just fun shit. And yeah, uh, I'm obsessed with David Bromstad, who's
0: an HGTV star. And I oh, love I you love him? I love
1: him. He's so cool. And I met him and.
0: I, he's the one that's like always about color and yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And look at my arms. He's yeah, hot. He's so fucking hot. But it's like, a lot. It's one of, the as tattoos. soon as I
1: met him I was like, oh, you're gonna be my girlfriend not my
0: boyfriend. Okay.
1: <laughs> I can't jerk off to you anymore but I love you. Yeah, exactly. Um, he's so rad and um I have a book I'm working on. I have some some stuff with my management that I'm excited about. I have, I'm trying to do more mainstream stuff like uh maybe get my own show. I don't know. be Oh, excuse me. I just burped up everything. Um, be a columnist, be like a correspondent on red carpets. Like
0: yeah.
1: Chris Hardwick is such an inspiration. And I want to yeah. do, I want to follow his lead and just like try to be my own brand. And Nerdist is like the coolest thing to me yeah. right now. And like, I was a kid obsessed with dinosaurs. I have drive a Jeep because of Jurassic Park. It's in Jurassic yeah. green, like the yeah. green from the movie Steven Spielberg picked. I'm a nerd. Right. Like I love Nerdist and I, right. I love to see something like that for gay people. And, um, I I would just so it sounds so stupid, but I'm so fucking happy yeah. being me,
0: That's and awesome. I i to do it
1: as a job. It's, it's amazing. Rad. Yeah.
0: What have you observed about the gay community? Having spent so much time performing at prides and things like that,
1: I would say the most important thing to the gay community is vodka.
0: Yeah, I was at a party where they. <laughs> it feels sort of true. I remember going. I, was, I had got, just come from Dubai, mm-hmm. and I was back in town, and I was going to go to Gay Pride, because I had been in a place where you can't be gay, mm-hmm. and I was really, found it very poignant and whatever, yeah. and I went there, and I was on the parade, and I was watching people, and I'm, that's a nice little marching, and, I, and then I started looking around, and I'm like, oh, this is about drunk people. <laughs> this is about drunk people.
1: I was at a Gay Pride party, and they ran out of vodka, and the mood in the room had shifted <laughs> so quick. <laughs> Within two minutes, everybody was like, this party sucks. <laughs> Let's get the fuck out of here. <laughs> and they're like, Willem, you have to go on now. Yeah. To keep people there. You, had, and you were the vodka. Uh, I was just like, wow. <laughs> yeah. Thank God for me and vodka. Um,
0: <laughs> yeah. Um, I think that's what we're going to name this episode. Thank God for me and vodka. <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't even like vodka. Yeah. I don't drink. So it's, I, it's weird to be around drug people. I'm not. Yeah. I don't love it.
1: I like Malibu.
0: Yeah. So. What is
1: that? It's a coconut rum. It's like mm. spring sort of break in my mouth. I love it. <laughs> you can wear. It, you can put it on. You can put it on your on your pressure points and yeah. then the heat from it. Just you're like, oh, you smell like oh. the beach. And I was like, yeah. Then in, in Tel Aviv,
0: the gay beach is right next to the dog beach. So right. they keep all the bitches together. And I'm like the gay beach. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, I can't wait to see everything you're gonna do. Thank I you. think you're such a talent and such a unique voice and you're gorgeous and you're fun <laughs> and you show up for me which means a lot and um thank you for doing this i appreciate it um if you want to email me my email address is dennis anyone podcast at gmail.com and i'm trying to grow this thing like i'm insp- i want to be an entrepreneur and so uh you can help me do that by spreading the word tell people about my podcast and write a review on iTunes. That really helps. Also, I'm now available on Stitcher Radio. So if you listen to Stitcher, you can find me there. So thanks for listening, and uh, we'll catch you next time. Bye, and thank you, Willem.
1: Get a vodka sponsorship. (laughs) Get a...
0: That's the answer.